0: Tim and Susan, and we love the Word, and we love living real.
1: So we invite you to join us as we look at the Word this week and life this week. So hey, I think I have to open up with my frowny first.
0: Wow, that's like completely flipping it upside down.
1: Yeah, it's that large of an issue. Okay. I think I've lost the ability to shake hands.
0: Like... Jazz handshake hands or like Just hello greeting regular
1: shake hands. shake hands with people
0: like a man to man handshake
1: yes like one of the most basic things in all of life one of the most daily activities that I do as a pastor and as a man as a person it feels like I've completely lost the ability to shake hands okay. I'm telling you like the last seven handshakes in a row I walked away thinking that wasn't right
0: well I will tell you. I don't know even how to judge your handshake because I don't know that you and I have ever had a handshake.
1: No, we, we, we probably have. I would
0: like to know if husbands and wives ever just shake hands. Like, we would never shake hands.
1: No, that's probably not. So I can't
0: really be a judge of the handshake. So you probably need to find out and ask someone whose hands you shake on a regular basis.
1: I mean, like, sometimes, like, professional golfers, that they suddenly lose their ability to, to putt. And just this basic thing, it just goes away. I feel like as a pastor, I've suddenly lost the ability to shake hands. Exactly. That's a concern.
0: Okay, and so how do you know this?
1: I don't know what the other person is thinking, but I'm walking away every time thinking, well, that wasn't the way it was supposed to be done.
0: And what do they say? Wow, that wasn't the way it was supposed to be done. (sighs) I don't know.
1: Now, some of it may be that, you know... You hug more people, oh, so true. maybe you're not shaking as many hands. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but like I would teach, you know, Adam. Okay, this is how you go in firm for a handshake. You look right. somebody in the eye. You give a firm uh, handshake. This is how you do it.
0: I have heard like you're never supposed to be sitting down when you shake a hand either. Like you should stand up to meet to greet that handshake. Yes, does that make sense? Yes, like, I,
1: okay. I'm, I'm doing that, but now I'm worried that I won't be able to stand up.
0: <laughs> okay. So I think if any listeners out there are regular handshakers of yours, they need to let you know, yeah, something's gone terribly wrong. You've lost your ability to shake hands. You need to put it on an arm brace, you need to, you know, like practice this, you need to go to stores with mannequins and walk up and do handshakes. I need to go to like a
1: handshake boot camp and get my
0: Exactly. Get
1: my groove back yes, or, or my yes, squeeze back. Exactly.
0: Don't go with jazz hands. That's it. So <laughs> all right. So hey. <clears throat> I have a choke today, so um, have you been to racetrack lately? Because we haven't talked about that, and somebody mentioned, oh, who, Oh, we were talking to Calmer. Shout out to Calmer. Hey, Calmer. And he was saying there's like three regular things that we seem to bring up every time. Like, I can't remember what he said. Racetrack, cutting the grass, and something else. I don't remember what the third one was. Probably food, other food that we've eaten. But anyhow, racetrack.
1: I was just in racetrack yesterday. <laughs> Two things caught my eye. This is
0: not a surprise. I mean, I didn't know you went there, but again, I'm not surprised by that. Two
1: things caught my eye. First of all, I looked just walking by these giant frozen burritos. Yeah. They're called the bomb. (laughs) They're basically the size of like a Subway sandwich, but it's a frozen burrito.
0: Now tell me, in college... Did you ever buy those little frozen burritos from the freezer section? I did, but
1: this is like a frozen burrito four times the size of one of those. I don't
0: know that I've ever eaten a frozen burrito.
1: I ate them and very quickly realized these are not good. So seeing a frozen burrito called (laughs) the bomb beef and cheese, beef, bean, and cheese sauce burrito.
0: Okay. How much was it?
1: I don't I didn't ask.
0: Okay, that's what matters though. Because I'm like if you can go and get the bomb beef cheese and bean burrito for 79 cents, then you would be like, okay, That's a good deal. But if you can get the same one at, let's say, Taco Bell, which we happen to like Taco Bell. We don't love Taco Bell, but we like Taco Bell. I like many burritos. Yeah, but I mean like your big, like that big old bean cheese five layer burrito, whatever, it could be like $3.99. So it could be $0.79 is a good value. Maybe you should have bought it. Yeah,
1: I I wouldn't go much beyond $0.98 on it.
0: But since in my entire life I've never eaten a frozen burrito, I'm probably not going to start now.
1: So that's not what we're covering nope. next week.
0: So what's the second thing you saw? The
1: second thing is even, well, wilder. They are wild brand chips. And you look at them and you think, well, that must be just a thin and crispy jalapeno potato chip. Okay. But it's not.
0: Did you buy them? I did not. Okay, go ahead.
1: They are not potato chips. Okay. They're chicken chips.
0: Oh. They're
1: made of fried they're fried chips made from chicken.
0: Oh.
1: And tapioca flour.
0: Oh, so they're like for the is gluten free? Again, Calmer would have to tell us if tapioca flour is like gluten free or not. I don't know. But like they're either for like the gluten free or for like the keto folks who don't want to eat the potato. Oh wait, I don't Calmer know. could eat potatoes. Yeah. Anyhow, it's not all about calmer today. It's just the things I have in my head. So I guess they're like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know.
1: But fried chicken. But remember chips when Taco Bell tapioca flour? <laughs>
0: again, it's either Taco Bell or the frozen food section at racetrack this week. But uh, uh, Taco Bell had a taco that was made out of a fried chicken thing. I again, I've never tried it. But I saw the commercials for it. They had it was like this made of piece. chicken? It was made of chicken. A taco shell made of chicken. I don't know. People, we need help on this, clearly. I don't know. We'll, have to, we'll have to Google. if you've tried the Wild look. Brand Thin Crispy
1: Jalapeno That's Chicken Chips. That's a really chips.
0: good question we're going to ask on, on um, Facebook. Okay. Stay tuned.
1: Have you or would you?
0: Yeah. No. I <laughs> Wait. I have not. I would not.
1: Okay. Because I'm
0: not going to spend my 79 cents on a... Bur- the Bomb The Bomb Burrito and I'm not going to spend my 79 cents on the chicken chips. I'm just not. There's other Which one I which like. one
1: are you more likely to I would rather to try go it. to
0: Taco Bell and get a bean burrito minus onions for $1.79 and I would rather go and eat some Cool Ranch Doritos regular chips in the blue bag.
1: But if you had to choose between The Bomb and the chicken chips, which one would you choose? Do I
0: have to eat the entire package of both of yes. either? Then I would pick the chips. The chips, because that it would be a big burrito, and it could be nasty.
1: I would go with the chips too, because I've never had chicken chips. Yeah. So it could be great. It yeah. might not be bad. I
0: mean, I like fried chicken skin.
1: I've had a frozen burrito,
0: and you know that's not. I a,
1: know yeah. that that's a bad one. That's road.
0: not a thing that you yeah. want to do. Yeah. All and, right. But in college, you were like poor, so you know you eat them in college. Well, yeah. It's like ramen noodles, like. But again, I just see I somehow skipped the the burrito stage. So hey, it has been. Over seven minutes and we've been talking about food. That seems very typical for us. <laughs> so do you want to get into the Word? Yeah,
1: let's get into the Word. Okay,
0: last week we didn't do this because I forgot. I'm we already. Did we did our books. Yeah, our books that we're reading, which actually um, went really well. And I think people yeah. have appreciated it. There have been good. some comments on it. It's been really good. But um, this week in the Word. And I'm going to start first because as I was planning and prepping this and thinking about what are we going to talk about on the podcast, I thought... Here's going to be a complete surprise. If I were to pick any book from the Bible to choose to speak about in this podcast and share with you a book that has spoken to me, that you would be surprised to find out, what book would it be?
1: Leviticus.
0: Well, no.
1: Revelation.
0: No. Man. I thought for sure you were gonna get this one. I bet that there are friends of mine who have been in ladies Bible study with me who oh, are shouting, Proverbs. yeah, like Proverbs. they're shouting it out, like it's Proverbs. She's never gonna tell us anything from Proverbs. So this week I have a verse from Proverbs. I actually, have a, like two of them. So I just really think I have to do a shout out to Nikki because she knows Proverbs. When she said that our Sunday school class was moving to Proverbs for the material, um, it was actually right before we moved, and I told Nikki. I'm going to have to join a different class because I just can't do 15 weeks in Proverbs. What
1: is your problem with Proverbs?
0: See, that's what I'm like. Because I feel like Proverbs is a fortune cookie. Like the the inside of a fortune cookie. Like your fortune inside a fortune cookie. Like every verse is like a little fortune cookie that you crack open and you have one little thing is that wrong? Well, it's If wrong. you all could see the look that he's giving me when I say that.
1: <laughs> well, it's wrong on a couple of levels because when we go to Panda Express, I know. shout out Panda Express, <laughs> you cannot wait to open up I the know, fortune cookie. that's really fun. So here is this word from God yeah. and you're like, yeah, I don't want to pass, but I can't wait to go to Panda Express and crack open that awful,
0: because terrible I don't, cookie. not I don't read 31 chapters of fortune cookies at one time. I would not be the person with a bucket of fortunes that slip inside the cookie and say, let me read every one of these before I put them in the cookie. Now... You're
1: upset when I don't even open mine.
0: I know. I always have to open it for you. Yeah. Now, we also don't believe that this is true and we're not into numerology and fortune cookie telling us the truth of our, fu- of our future. So, now... The balance is, I feel... I like Proverbs. I know, you do love Proverbs. The balance is, I'm also, here's a disclaimer, here's the truth, here is like nobody fire back at the podcast and have a hissy about it. I am very well aware that the book of Proverbs is the word of God. I am very well aware that we should study it and learn it and know it and understand and see what we see in the character of God and who he is and how we should live knowing we are people of God. I believe that
1: you're just going to work on the other 65 first. Uh,
0: I might put Leviticus before Proverbs. <laughs> <laughs> you know? um, it's it's just a struggle for me. I feel like it's very um, not whimsical. That wouldn't be the word that I would say, but just pithy. Like sometimes it's pithy. You know, it, it just has these little phrases of truth, and I don't know. I want more meat. I don't know. I feel bad. Sorry, Proverbs. You know, I, but, uh, but, uh, but it is the Word of God. So today, shockingly, I'm bringing some verses from the Word of God, um, which is in the book of Proverbs. I'm going to read from the Christian Standard Bible, but I am also have it in the New Living Translation, just so we can make it a little bit more understandable. So. Um, but it says, From the fruit of a person's mouth, his stomach is satisfied. He is filled with the product of his lips. Death and life are in the power of his tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. And it's kind of like I would read that and be like, okay, I kind of make sense of that. I kind of get that, especially that line, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Like what we say really does matter. But I went to like some, several other translations to simplify it a little bit. So I went to the New Living Translation. I'm going to read that. Wise words satisfy like a good meal. Like, okay, that makes sense wise words when we have wisdom spoken into our lives when we feel like we are doing wise things like we have had somebody come and speak that into us or we read it or we understand it we're like that is like a good meal oh we've experienced that when all of a sudden
1: wisdom comes we're like whoa
0: oh okay wow that feels good that's right we get that okay um the right words bring satisfaction then the second part of it is the tongue can bring death or life and we just know that and even just reading it this week it was a reminder of the things that i say can bring life to someone or bring death to someone and not that physical death but like man we can strike them down we can be mean and ugly and even if we don't mean to be mean and ugly but everything we say is going to go in one direction or another there are few very few things we say that are neutral I might say, wow. "Hey, are you hungry? Here's dinner." And that might be neutral, but it might make you really happy. It might give you life. It might, you know, I wow, mean there's there's very little that we say that's neutral.
1: So that does speak to the power of the tongue. It's going to yes. it's going to direct life yes. one direction or the other.
0: And then it says, and then we finish up, "Those who love to talk, hey, do you love to talk? <laughs> those Do I love to talk?
1: Who have created a podcast yeah. so they can talk Do our more. children
0: love to talk? Have we raised a family of people that love to talk? Yes, those who love to talk will reap the consequences. Now, that doesn't mean the consequences are bad. It is saying, it goes with the verse before that. The tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences of Death or life, what you have spoken, you're going to reap the consequences of. Hmm. It was really convicting when I read it.
1: Convicting is the word.
0: And when I saw it, it also really spoke to me because just in the past week, the whole reason this verse stood out to me, otherwise I wouldn't have seen anything in Proverbs too much to bring to the podcast this week. But what really stood out to me is my dad has just declared in this week, He has decided, and you can help me phrase this correctly, that he's not going to speak into or about things that he doesn't know. Yeah, He said, you know what, I've decided that sometimes we just throw out our opinion or we just throw out our thoughts on something or we just throw out maybe this is the right answer and we don't really know. And my dad has decided, and this is not a conviction for anyone else to have to feel the same way. This is just something he's come to in the last week where he, and he's told Tim and I and my mom, he's like, I I just, I've decided not to speak into or about things that I do not know. To waste my words and the things I say into emptiness that, you know what, I'm unsure about, I'm uncertain about. So I'm going to be careful how I speak with those words. So he said that about a week ago. And then this verse comes along in Proverbs. And I'm like, wow, those things are really connected. And it was really convicting to me of, hey, I should, I should watch my words. I should watch and make sure the reality is I'm going to continue to talk.
1: I was going to ask, what, what do you think if, if we were to follow the, the Bob rule there?
0: Yeah, my dad's would, name is Bob. Yeah. What
1: would be the reduction in words that we spoke? If we stopped speaking about things we didn't know, we
0: probably wouldn't have this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We probably wouldn't have talked about the burrito that we don't really know about. We probably wouldn't know. We didn't taste it. it. We probably wouldn't have anything to say about, you know, I mean, there would just be a lot. So that is his own conviction and belief right now. And I don't believe that we have to do that. I think that we can often have conversations of, "Hey, what do you think about this? I don't know, what do you think?" Well, I think we should have turned left. Well, evidently we should have gone right. And you may not know, but there's no great harm to it. I think it is what happens with your words after that. Yeah. You know, that decision of the unknown. Let's let's take for example, left or a right turn, and I say turn left and we should have gone right. And then you can say like well, you should have listened to me. What's the matter with you? Yeah, you never listened to me. Or, you know what? No big deal. We'll just turn around. We'll go the other way. It's fine. It's in our words that we say. Um, So anyhow, I just want to encourage everybody listening, like, okay, dig into Proverbs a little bit. No, I can say that, but I can't say that that's exactly where I am right now. Um, But just, just measure your words. Just think about your words as you go through the day. Because we will reap the consequences of whichever, however we use our words, you know, so.
1: It is opportunity, though. It is. It's not just convicting to say, boy, you should speak, you know, one-third less or two-thirds less or whatever it is. Right. But there is an opportunity Mm -hmm. to to walk around blessing and encouraging and refreshing Mm -hmm. and and just, you know, thinking about uh, what is something I could say to someone today that would encourage
0: Yes, them. well, and, and this comes out of the book that we were reading um, with a group that I have, Dance Stand Run, that I mentioned last week in the podcast. And this whole chapter was about our words and the, and the Bible, that proverb was in there, just thinking, and it made me think about my dad and what he said. But she said, you know, so often we do speak things over people, like, for example, she saw a mom at the, or she was the mom at the playground, she had three little kids, she was pregnant with a fourth, and some woman came up and said like, You can come up and say like, oh my goodness, your hands are going to be so full. How are you going to manage that? Wow, you're getting ready to have a really tough life. Well, you better enjoy your rest while you can. Or, But she had a woman come up to her and say like, man, this is going to be great. God is just blessing you in this way. This is going to be great. You're going to be the mom of these four beautiful children. And just what those words said and spoken over her changed her perspective. And oh, we go through every day saying... Wow, that's really tough. Yeah, oh, the that's gonna be hard. To see the negative. Yes, yes, and we're gonna reap the consequences of what our words are bringing—life or death. And I think that we don't realize every circumstance where we do that. Right, it's so much. So, all right, enough on that. I should be well, the quiet. Only
1: thing is I, you know, the, <laughs> the message I shared this past Sunday morning uh, was from First Peter mm-hmm. uh, chapter four, and it talked about. Of being sober-minded mm-hmm. and self-controlled. Uh, it, it's the same kind of thing. Just stop and think. Mm-hmm. And I think the example of uh, of the person saying that to, uh, to a mom, I, I think the reflex in our head goes mm-hmm. through, like, oh, boy, that's a, exactly. That's a lot. And, exactly, exactly. And, and you don't think that mom hears that like six times exactly. a day. Exactly, exactly. But to stop and say, okay, but let me say something that's different and blessing and encouraging. That's, mm-hmm. that's great.
0: Yep. All right. All right what you got
1: man mine's a little bit uh different it, it usually is uh, but I, well just we, we come at the text from different ways and we apply it in different ways um, but uh Galatians chapter four uh the whole book of Galatians is just talking about this tension between the law and the spirit and how does that work and uh, how, which team are we on are we on team law are we on team uh, spirit and the the thing about it is is that they're not competing with each other, but it is this great question that we have in our life. Which one of these things are we supposed to figure out? So the church that Paul was writing to was dealing with these questions, and they're, they're, they really remain the question for believers today. Are we, are we constricted by the law? Are we answered to the law? Uh, or are we, we free in the spirit? And what does that look like?
0: Well, can you give me, like, what do you mean law, and what do you mean spirit?
1: Uh, well, what I mean by law is the Ten Commandments, the thou shalt and thou shalt nots, mm-hmm. the uh, the rules. Mm-hmm. And that the pattern is is that if you will obey these rules, if you will do these rules, then you please and honor God. Uh, and then even when we understand grace, even when we understand that Christ comes and replaces that inside of us, what do we do with all of those old uh, rules? I think we even talked about this one one of the early mm-hmm. podcasts that we... Uh, that we talked about, um, but in the passage at the end of chapter three, uh, what he says is that the law is the law is the person who comes to us as a tutor. You have full, you have full freedom. You have full access to the inheritance of grace. But we still need to be instructed and still learn how to know the character of God, which comes through law. Mm. The illustration that I was thinking about getting ready to, to talk about this passage today was um, the law is the training wheels. Mm. Uh, the law is the training wheels that we want to, that we need to help us to get our balance, to know what this feels like, to know what the direction is. Boy, we we don't want to spend our whole life uh, living with training wheels. I mean, that mm-hmm. that that would be mm-hmm. so so limiting, so annoying. Uh, we wouldn't be able to experience uh, freedom. So as Paul deals with that, he, he's dealing with it here in uh, Galatians chapter four. He's dealing with this contrast between the spirit and the, the the freedom that we have in Christ and grace versus the law and the rules and. I don't know I've read this passage lots of times i've I've taught it several times, but there's something in here that catches me that like whoa and it just kind of talks about the feistiness of of paul but he he says um In verse 21 of chapter 4, he says, Tell me, you who desire to live under the law, do you not listen to the law? For it was written that Abraham had two sons. Everybody knows the story if you're Mm -hmm. a Jewish person, Mm -hmm. a law keeper. uh, For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by the slave woman and one by the free woman. Mm -hmm. And any Jewish person would remember that story and kind of immediately come to mind. It says, But the son of the slave was born according to the flesh the son of the free woman, was born through promise. Now this may be interpreted allegorically. These women are the two covenants. One is from Mount Sinai, bearing the children of slavery. She is Hagar. This is the sudden moment where the rule keepers would have loved Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. The rule keepers would have said, Mount Sinai, that's us. That's where we got the rules. Yeah. That's where the law came from. That's where from. Moses
0: went up and got the Ten Commandments. And so
1: when, yeah. when, they, when Paul says there are two wives, there are, there are yeah. two mothers, one of them is slavery, one of them is freedom, one is Mount Sinai, one mm-hmm. is not Mount mm-hmm. Sinai, they immediately would have thought, Sarah, now that's Mount Sinai, that's our mother, that's where the law comes from. And he just turns that and he says, one is from Mount Sinai, Bearing children for slavery, uh, and that is Hagar. When he mm-hmm. identifies Hagar, the the rejected, the reputed, mm-hmm. um, the reputed woman, as associated with Mount Sinai, I think it's just stunning. It says now Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia. She corresponds to the present Jerusalem for she is in slavery and her ch- with her children but Jerusalem above is free and she is our mother that it is this second woman that is beyond and past the law mm. that gives us freedom
0: so he's using this example that they really would be familiar with
1: yes to but really they,
0: emphasize they, they the would've. thing that you think the value is in yeah, that's not it at all. You're missing it, right? Right. And
1: and they just would have finished the sentence for him. Mm-hmm. Mount Sinai, that's Sarah. Right. And and when he says Mount Sinai, that's Hagar, mm-hmm. that stabs them. Mm-hmm. But it's because we love the structure. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. because we love the rules and God wants us to move us, not contrary to the rules. But beyond the rules, just like we let go of the training wheels so that we can really ride off into the sunset and really experience freedom, you you never went on any adventures uh, with training wheels. You rode wow. up and down the block.
0: Also, I lived in Hialeah, Miami, Florida. And so we were never allowed to go on any adventure on our bike because we couldn't leave. We lived on a corner. So we just had to go like from our corner, four houses down, and turn around and go back. So training wheels would have been fine for us because we were very stuck. But there was no riding the neighborhood in Hialeah, Florida. But I understand what you're saying. If we lived in Hammond now, we could... Yeah, I (laughs) I remember
1: having the training wheels. Then I remember eventually just taking that bike and just going, going, going as far as I could go. And that's just, I don't know, just surprising Mm. uh, the way Paul turns what you expect upside Mm -hmm. down. And it helps us to understand moving beyond
0: Mm -hmm. just
1: rules and rigid um, things that we're just so used to to experiencing freedom
0: that's interesting i almost pulled from galatians this week myself because i was reading a little bit of galatians so i'm glad i'm i didn't i'm glad i pulled something from proverbs so all right let's take a break let's get back with smileys and frownies even though you've already given your frowny it's going to be two smileys and a frowny when we get back all right Okay, Smiley's and Frownies. You've already given your handshake frownie.
1: Still disturbed.
0: (laughs) 25 minutes later, you're still disturbed about this. Okay, so I'll go ahead with my frownie first. Uh, My frownie is that yesterday I sent on a group text. And I uh-huh. hate group text. Like I do not, I'm not a big fan of group text. I'm the one that I don't like to receive everyone's reply and answer and everything. I have even had phone calls from people asking me how I've turned off my group text and my group messaging. Because they want to know how I do it. Where I can send out a group message, but people individually reply to me. I've had at least three people ask how I do that. Because I right. do it really well. Right. Until go yesterday. Go I sent three different group messages because you can only put 20 people in a message. So I sent three separate messages. Even though I set it up the exact same way, I checked the settings on my phone, it went out as a group message, and the rest of the afternoon, people got dings and alerts from at least 30 other people replying.
1: So if you send out a text message tomorrow, what will happen?
0: I don't know, but I feel like I'm just going to have to individually send my text from now on. Like
1: you've lost the ability to group message.
0: I have. It is a frowny. I mean, it is like yuck. <laughs> the experience is a frowny. The fact that I can't figure out what went wrong is a frowny, and the fact that I'm never going to be able to do it again is a frowny because I'm just not going to take the risk of somebody receiving fifty-six replies back. So. That was a really big downer this week. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Give me something smiley. What you got?
1: I think I know what I'm going to do for a job after I retire as pastor.
0: Wow. Okay. Wow. (laughs) This is probably something we should have talked about before this moment in the podcast.
1: I'm just saying if I can't figure out this handshake thing.
0: (laughs) I was about to say. (laughs) I'm going to say. I hope it doesn't involve handshaking. Okay.
1: The stir fry guys. That like fix like a Panda Express and we went someplace else and they were doing it. Okay. Those guys that just sling that. Yeah. I guess it's in the walk. In and the they big st- walk And in the air and like, yeah. man, that is so cool.
0: Okay, wait a second. You think that you can't do a handshake, but you're going to be able to hold a walk and sling it up in the air and catch it and like be a chef like that?
1: Uh, My fortune cookie said I could.
0: (laughs) But Proverbs did not, so I'm not buying into it.
1: Wow, now you've turned my my smiley into a brownie. Yeah, I'm going to give you another
0: brownie. Sorry, you have to get better at that. I mean, you have to have a tight grip for that. The both sides, the handles of the walk. You can't be, it's like handshaking a walk, man. Wow. Yeah, sorry. You have to come up with a new job after you retire as pastor. (laughs) I'm really just saying this to make sure we just stay on the path we're on. So, whew, Okay. Those I... guys
1: are so cool, though. Do you ever watch them?
0: Not really. Not the really? same way you do. But I know you really like that.
1: Every song. time I seem like,
0: man. <laughs> but why is it guy... a guy? Why can't a girl do it? Have you ever seen a girl do it? I have not. Oh, okay. No, I haven't either. But I don't know why that is. Man, there's something wrong with that. The girl's always scooping and serving in line, and the guys are always back there fixing the walks.
1: Walks up with that.
0: Yeah. Walks up. Okay, my smiley this week is actually a pretty serious smiley. Um, I have been working on that study in numbers. I have prepped it, prepared it. Ashley, there's a shout out to Ashley. We have a lot of shout outs this week. I should be sure and let those people know. Um, she has read it. She actually went through the study. She completed it, edited it, mailed me back the pages. I have made edits. You have read it. I've made edits, sent it to the printer earlier this week, and it came back in spiral bound Printed form, ready to begin um, and kick off Ladies Bible Study August the 14th. I'm super happy about that. Now, I'm a little nervous because I've never actually written a Bible study before. So there's a little bit of insecurity there. But I do know two things. It's what God told me to do. And I heard clearly about that. And secondly, I have had it read and supported and edited by people that I care and trust your opinions about yeah. too. So I feel like it should go pretty well. And so.
1: you got them printed. Yes. And the printer said, hey, they're done, but can I print a couple extra copies for me in the Bible study group that I'm
0: Yes. In? That was also, that's like a really big compliment of like, okay, this he must have seen something worthwhile in there to say, hey, can I make a couple of extra copies to take to my church? You know, um, which I'm like, yeah, sure. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I have no idea where he goes to church, yeah, but that's pretty cool. That's good. So, all right. That's, That's a wrap-up for this week. There you go. We're like half a day late getting it out there, but you know what? It's going to be out there. All right. All of our information.
1: I want to go shake some hands.
0: Go buy a burrito. Bring them home for dinner. (laughs) See how it goes. All right. Y'all have a good week.